Today's Roma Press Podcast is once again brought to you by our wonderful partners at BetUS. We all know that football is in full swing. World Cup is right around the corner, but we also have NBA tipping off as well. So if you want to get the very best odds, prop bets, live and in-match bets, you can go to romapress.net slash bet. Doing so not only helps us out here, but you also get a 125% sign-up bonus through BetUS. So again, romapress.net slash bet and use the promo code ROMABET to claim your 125% Sign up bonus with Bet US. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well. Uh, You will have to forgive me today. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, No, it's not because of the performance yesterday, which I'm shocked at how many people Andy were surprised by, given two things. Uh, The first being it's Liguria. It is the fall. And it's Roma, Sampdoria, the only other team that comes to mind when you should always expect Schinhausery of the highest level is uh, maybe Genoa and definitely Chievo Verona. Yeah, I was about to say. That's yes. The, that's the trio. Right. And one of whom are completely gone in my effort to rid Veneto of every club. Only Hellas Verona is left. And given the way they looked... Work in progress. Against, yeah, well, they didn't look... They actually looked pretty good against Milan. So I, I don't know if that will come to fruition. But nonetheless, Roma, they win 1-0 over Sampdoria. Now, I was, I was surprised, Andy, by the civil war that broke out against uh, or amongst our lovely, lovely patrons in the chat yesterday. Even though Roma were winning, there were many. And this shocked me because, again, if you can recall a free-flowing, beautiful, open match between Roma-Sampdoria, when the last time that actually happened, I would love to see the, the clips and the video from that because I... I, Wait, I has would, it actually happened? I that's a I genuine know. question. I don't. The only one that came never? came to mind is when your boy delivered the assist to Jacko. My boy Antonucci, but that yeah. that's far from free flowing football, right there. I don't. I right, actually don't remember. I don't remember a time where Sampdoria Roma Roma Sampdoria wasn't ugly as hell. I yeah, my that's... my image always between when it comes to this match, especially in Liguria, because I, I hate saying this because they, truly behind behind Ferenc, uh, Genova is my favorite place in the entire country. I, I'm convinced I will move there within the next couple of years. Love it. Tons of rain. 
the permanent image I have of Roma Sampdoria is the referee coming out, downpouring rain, throwing the ball up in the air. I forget which season it was, but it was definitely Sampdoria. Throwing the ball up in the air, and the ball just splatters <laughs> and splashes into uh, the the stadium, into the, the the grass of the Marassi, and it was like the perfect encapsulation of everything this match seems to be when these two clubs face each other. So I was very, very much so shocked when there were those complaining about the lack of beauty in the football, the ineffective football. I don't know how you could have possibly expected anything less. I mean, if nothing else, we have warned everybody. We, we have been on this one for a while now, but putting that aside, I did not expect, I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting a three to zero affair. This went just about according to plan, at least in my head, the way I foresaw things happening. If Roma were to win, a penalty within 10 minutes, Roma parking the bus, I want to say for half of an hour, but really that second half, they were pretty, pretty much closed up. I'm trying to think of one clear-cut opportunity. I think if there is one thing that people are are right to complain about, but it wouldn't be the first time this season, it's once again Roma. And even without the penalty, okay, Roma created an XG of two. So once again, they're creating more opportunities than they are scoring and being concrete. I keep saying that at some point, Roma, as long as they keep creating at this level, things will just even themselves out, kind of like penalties or um, refereeing mistakes. Generally, if they happen a lot in the first half of the season, you tend to see things, most of the time at least. Well, in other countries, I, I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't, uh, I, I shouldn't give Serie A too much credit. But they work themselves out at the end, ultimately. Uh, Roma defying mathematics, science, basic uh, laws of, of physics, because they continue to create and not find the back of the net. So if there is one thing you want to complain about, that is absolutely fair and valid. However, man, three points in that stadium, it doesn't matter how good Roma is, it doesn't matter how bad Sampdoria are, and vice versa. It is always difficult. I'm not going to say a single bad thing of anything that took place last night. Zero. Well, listen, the, 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 the obvious thing here is when you look at the scoreline, it annoys you once again that Roma win, but you could make the argument that not convincingly enough, and there, had, there were beautiful, some beautiful opportunities uh, you know, even with uh, with Belotti uh, taking a, a shot off a potential Tammy Abraham assist, which was a beautiful uh, pass. Zagnolo, you know, so again, plenty of chances for Roma to 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 really put the game to sleep in the, in the second half, especially, and uh, refusing to do so for for our entertainment. And uh, it was it as you said. This is one of those games that I don't want to watch. I never wanted to watch. You know, the, the the this is a fixture that 
to any Roma supporters that knows anything about this club, this is a fixture fixture that will always hurt us and uh, and a fixture that we don't look forward to. It's uh, it's something that really haunts us. And usually there is a lot of tension in these games. They're very dirty, very, you know, just not pleasant to watch, not entertaining. It's it's a really rough affair. And so to find, you know, to come away with three points amidst all the criticism and all the complaints is still feels good. Still feels good, especially in that place feels good because you know the the circumstances within which this happened meaning you know this is a team that is going through a rough patch offensively they lost their best offensive player so far this season in, in Paulo Dybala they are uh, fatigued clearly uh, a lot of these players are fatigued there is it's been a relentless schedule of of games a relentless calendar and it's it's taken a toll on everybody and you can not only see it physically but just feel it also mentally that it's this is a team that is really fighting for its life to stay on top to to just to to get their you know hands on those three points they'll do anything but it comes at a cost and um and so you know that finally these these next six days of of uh, of rest of preparation ahead of Napoli are going to be crucial just for this team being able to to have a breath to think about what they've done over the last few weeks because so far it's been a matter of especially looking at how much this team has traveled this uh, this year you know in ten games where four games were at home so. It's been it's been a lot of moving around and um, and for a team like Roma not being able to process what what has happened and and you know approach it from a different angle because just they just don't have the time they don't have the time it's like in the NBA you have back to back and you know when it's a back to back game you, you you're more or less going to get the same kind of performance from last time out right or you know the adjustments are going to be minor because there's not going to be enough time for for scrimmage and for practice and for whatever for for the video and this is your the same draymond case green punching your teammate in the face well, if I, draymond yeah. green punching the teammate <laughs> in the face and the teammate getting getting paid uh and and draymond not getting paid yet so mm. that's another thing but but the that's that's the case and for Roma to finally uh, come to this this mini break this 6 day period of just sitting with 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 their with their recent results with the recent performances being able to to watch some tape go over the individual mistakes or the the good things that this team has done is is crucial at this point is crucial because you cannot get lost you cannot get you know, mentally broken. I mean, there are those clips going around of Gianluca Mancini, you know, patting Zagnolo on his back and hugging him and telling, whispering him, him stuff in his ear and then Mourinho walking up and patting Zagnolo. These are players that are really in their heads right now. They are really thinking too much. A lot of them, most of them are thinking too much and it they need that time off. They need that time off, and um, luckily it's here. Luckily it's it's you know fortunately it happened with a win 
against Sampdoria, which is far from guaranteed. It's far from given. This is the, you can always you know. I don't care if they are you know the last team in the table. I don't care if they've played awful football. I don't care that Stankovic came like uh, five days ago. I don't care. It's it's an important, important, important win. And, um, you know, Mourinho knows it. The player knows it. That uh, to, to win like that, you don't care. You don't care. You take those three points and you walk away because you know what happened when you played differently. You know what happened when you played against Atalanta. And Atalanta go home with three points despite having one shot all game long, you know? So you fair is not fair. This is, this is the reality that Roma are dealing with. Things are not going their way, offensively speaking. Fine. Then give me that penalty. I'm going to take it. I'm going to score. And I'm going to go home with the three points. And I'm going to be happy because it's not given to me. It's not granted. It's not guaranteed. These are always very difficult matches. These are the kind of games that John Dan loves to say. These are the points that you regret dropping in, in, in the final stretch of the season. And that's accurate. That's correct. Yes. And you always did, you know, whether it was uh, Kievo, Verona, a draw at Kievo or a draw at uh, Sampdoria or, you know, a loss at Genoa, whatever it was, it always came back to haunt us. So the mission is now to limit those those regrets that you can have, despite all the criticism, all this, this very tense narrative that has been created over this team. I don't know whether it was the expectations after their conference league or the expectations of their, the arrivals of Paolo Dybala and Gini Wijnaldum, but despite this team has still managed to create a nice stretch of results the nice string of results that put roma uh, near the top of the table you know with 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 all the stuff that they've been been dealing with they're right there which seems bizarre to say the least like again yesterday i I was looking at what other people were saying. I was listening to what other people were saying. And I felt like I was in a different universe because here I am. I'm I'm seeing all this outrage at Zaniolo's performance uh, coming on uh, off the bench. And I'm like, wow, this sounds like this sounds like we're losing. You know, this sounds like we're losing and and uh, and he's responsible for it. You know, and then I look, and it's oh yeah, no, we're still we're still winning. It's not it's it's not my stream that is is late. It's not my Indonesian pirated uh, copy of 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 the of the <laughs> of the game that is 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 being delayed. No, it's it's correct. So it's it's very bizarre because we're up there. Perhaps we should not be there. You know, according to a lot of people. Uh, not least the Antonio Cassano, we should be somewhere down where Sampdoria are. But this team works, man, and it works. And and there is it's it's not easy. There is because there are teams that are having fun, like Napoli. Napoli are having fun. You know, they're having fun. They're playing great. They don't care. They're they're in a perfect place. Roma, on the other hand, are working their asses off. It's it's every game is a 
grind out game. It, it everything is is taken bit by bit. Nothing is given to you, and it it that's you can you can feel it. It translates into the performance and it translates into the results. So at the end of the game, as a fan and most of all as a player, I, I can imagine you just you know it's wow it's it's the huge moment of relief for whatever reason for whatever reason it's a huge moment of relief. We are in mid October. You know this is a team that has struggled with injuries has you know struggled with 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 statistics completely you know going going the opposite way than their their actual performance and 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 it somehow we're there we're hanging on for dear life and what better way to show that you're hanging on for dear life than than to win with a scrappy one 1-0 uh, result uh, at the Ferrari stadium Yeah, definitely. Uh, Okay, let's take a very quick break and we will be right back. Today's episode is also sponsored by our friends from Zencaster. If you are a podcaster or any other content creator, podcasting or doing interviews remotely can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Our friends over at Zencaster have created a all-new, all-in-one web-based solution that makes it easy for you to create your podcasts, video interviews, all in HD with phenomenal audio quality. Andy and myself, we have been using Zencaster since 2019 and has been an absolute lifesaver for us as he and I are constantly on the move traveling. It has allowed us to continue recording without skipping a beat. So to get the all-in-one very best podcast solution with Zencaster, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code ROMAPRESS and you'll get 30% off of your first three months of Zencaster Professional. We want you to have the same easy experiences that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Again, Zencaster, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use code ROMAPRESS for 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. You know, you you brought up something, and obviously we will. Well, let's get into it now. I mean, a one to zero. What are we going to do? Debate? You know, if it was a penalty or not? I mean, come on. Uh, it was a one to zero one, as you just said. Very, very scrappy. Very, uh, very ugly. You know, we talk a lot. This isn't really something you hear in the Premier League, but um, especially if you if you can speak Italian, you you'll hear these guys talking about knowing how to suffer. Right, you we hear that all the time from 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 Mourinho has said it a lot. The players have said it a lot. They have to learn to suffer, and and this is something. If you go back, if you go back into the archives, I mean, every coach of Roma, I'm I'm convinced this is uh, this is something they are required to say about. Oh, we need to learn to suffer. Blah 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 blah. You know, it really, only seems like something only Max Allegri. Uh, says more than uh, managers than Roma's managers over the years. So, not exclusive to Roma itself, but certainly something you hear of more 
um, in Italy. So that is exactly what they have done. Now, you know, I specifically remember, especially with Eusebio Di Francesco, Roma didn't know how to suffer. And it's kind of difficult to explain what this means because, again, it's a very Italian thing to to like it's a very Italian expression. We have to know how to suffer, you know, very woe is me sort of uh, outlook or way of explaining things in terms of football. But that match against Sampdoria is basically it. Like if you can't explain it to somebody, you just show them that match, the entirety of the 90 minutes. That is suffering. That is, okay, Sampdoria, they didn't, uh, they didn't create a whole lot of, goal scoring chances i think their xg was under point uh, 0.3 so they didn't get a lot of high quality chances but roma we are so used to them or at least uh, previously we were used to seeing a roma that um, would bend and break not one that knew how to bend knew how to suffer knew how to knew that they were going to be behind it and it would always seem like they would just just lose their heads in the final moment. Um, I don't know why, but anytime I think of, you know, oh, we have to know how to suffer. I always think of Eusebio Di Francesco and that stupid smirk on his face against Cagliari, which I, I, I feel like is one of those images or videos or GIFs burned into my mind. Well, I don't even think it was, a, it was a smirk. I think it was just really laughing. Like there An was a moment where... Yes, where just the the just the hilarity, the impossible nature of of that result in that moment was just so far beyond whatever he had imagined going in that uh, it just happened. It it just happened. Okay, that that's fair. Uh, maybe I can give give him a break, perhaps. Um, nonetheless, though, every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I, I, you know, in another season, that match... On, on Monday, okay, everybody is sitting there waiting and and sitting on the edge of their seat, waiting for that goal to come from Sampdoria. I don't know about you. I felt like I could have watched that match for another hour, completely relaxed, um, entirely unworried that Roma was going to concede. I, I didn't think at any point they were th- really threatened. So... It, of course, I'm I'm talking about learning how to suffer, and I'm in the same breath saying they they didn't appear like they were going to concede. But I think, to be honest with you, that if anything, that shows growth on their part. And let's add to that too. I, I know you brought up Zaniolo. He, for some reason, he seems to be the punching bag in the in the patron group chat. I don't know why. Um, it seems as though he's turned into the whipping boy for some reason, and I don't know why because he's the you know, according to my calculations, he's not the only one not scoring. Obviously, he's leaving a lot to be desired, as is Belotti, Tammy Abraham. I don't know. It just seems like Zaniolo has turned into uh, into the whipping boy. And that was, I, I don't like seeing that. But anyway, 
I am not going to complain again. That that match of Monday is one that typically I don't know about you, but under Eusebio Di Francesco, Eusebio Di Francesco, for instance, I, I'm I'm expecting dropped points. I just am. So to be in a place now where we can complain that it's not that we're winning, we're just not winning pretty enough. It's interesting to see, just because I, I feel like it's not so long ago. Again, we were uh, how many goals did Cagliari score in that fight? It was like in the final two minutes, yeah. Because I, I know goals, one of them was scored by goals, Marco uh, Sao. Yeah, two goals and nine men against eleven. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> what was that sound. Did it? Did some like internal organs explode? At no. The, at the thought, I, I of forgot. That I, I have to be honest with you. I forgot that Roma had the man advantage. Yes, they had the man advantage because they, I think they crowded. What was it? They crowded Olsen and and somebody hit him accidentally. I don't remember. But anyway, in the finals, like two three minutes. Two cards went up and uh, and 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 somehow they scored. They went from mm. two to from you know from uh, two nil to two two, and uh, it was uh, Fantastic. unbelievable. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, anyway, on to happier things. Well, I don't know. The thing I have to laugh at, particularly after uh, Monday, is Napoli. Okay, now, Roma, huge, huge showdown against Spalletti, Napoli at the weekend. Andy, you brought up Mr. Cassano, who, as many, I, I know a lot of people are probably tired of us publishing stories on him, but I am admittedly addicted to Bobo TV. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> that's, that's where a lot of these enlightened takes of his come out on. Uh, it's Twitch, Bobo Vieri. And some other individuals on that show, one of whom is Cassano and, and Lele Adani. Adani. Yes, a lot of, well, like, I didn't want to say former I, I former footballer. Besides Bobo Vieri, it's former footballers who never made it. So <laughs> well, there's a lot of pent up it, frustration, but uh, it's a you know, it's maybe it's not the greatest place to to learn the Italian language, but well, it, it provides yes. you with yes. with hot yeah, takes. That's... And I guess you know we <laughs> live in an age of hot takes. And and Cassano, when uh, he's uh, he's about to talk about Roma, he gets uh, really worked up, and it's been very weird to see him like that because not so long ago he was like attending games at the Olympia. Yes. I think something changed with with the Friedkins. Or more uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the only way the um, the spoken language the level drops any further is if uh, Marco Verratti somehow were to make his way onto that show. Insigne too. He's another. Uh, he is another uh, guilty party in that. But in all seriousness, so okay. So you and I were talking about this before we we recorded. But I I do like publishing his his takes because. If there's one thing you can say about the guy, he's he he's never afraid to say what he actually thinks. So he he truly, stupid or not, he's at least willing to stand behind a lot of these, whether you think they are stupid or not, takes. I at least admire him for that. Now, what I find most interesting, okay, is okay, he has been shitting on Roma the entire season. Okay, that, nothing new really. If you compare the way, okay, Napoli is discussed, 
compared to Roma. And you would think the gulf between these two teams in the table is double digits. You would think one of them is lingering in relegation territory, whereas the other looks like the favorite, undisputed favorite for the Scudetto. And yet, and yet, you hear nothing about complaints from people like Antonio Cassano about Roma, and then you hear nothing but faint praise for Napoli. And yet, and yet, and yet, the gap in the table, four points. Is it, is it really just a style thing? Is it, is it because it's Jose Mourinho, he's the manager of Roma? Is it, there has to be more to it. Because as much as I love, okay, Luciano Spalletti, this is a guy who, again, I, I feel like sometimes I'm having to relitigate history, but it doesn't seem like history, or at least that far in history, when it's only a year or two ago. Andy, this was a guy who constantly takes hits from people saying he's not, uh, he's not a winner. He can't get you across the finish line. He can get you up to the finish line. If you're looking for trophies, Spalletti is not the man. And yet now, these last two years of Napoli, I, it, it just surprises me at the level to which people will go out of their way to kiss the guy's ass. I, I guess I, I'm trying to make sense of this. And the only thing I come back to is this has to do with styles, yeah? You have the free-flowing Napoli uh, scoring six against Ajax. And you compare it to Roma, and you have Roma, who scores a penalty within uh, the first 10 minutes. They shut up shop. And that is that. Three points in the bag. That is the only thing I keep coming back to. I, I, I can't logically come up with another explanation as to why you have one side so, you know, um, constantly lauded and praised and all this other stuff. And then you have Roma, who, whether you like, <laughs> whether, whether or not you like the approach as to how they get them, they're still winning. You know, if we want to talk about Europe, that's a separate conversation. But I'm right now we're referring to the league. Roma are four points behind Napoli, who you would think, simply by the way they are discussed, are about 25 levels ahead of Roma. So what do you make of this? Because if you want to talk about what Sunday really is, it is without a doubt a clash of styles. I mean, undoubtedly, a clash of styles. You have, again, the free-flowing Napoli, the very compact Roma, which one wins out, we will ultimately have to have to see. But I, I guess I, I'm a bit frustrated at, at seeing some of these debates and conversation as if Roma, whether, again, the, the style of it is a completely different discussion, but you would think that there is a major gulf between these two teams. And I, and I, I don't understand why one, you have one constantly praised, and then on the other one, it's as if they are underperforming. And mind you, of course, Cassano doesn't say a thing about uh, Dybala being out for these last two matches. But nonetheless, what do you make of this? Because that's what—that's why I'm so eager for Sunday. I have to be honest with you. I, I, Napoli is the team in all of Serie A that I, I probably dislike the most. I don't, I don't know if I've admitted that on here, but... Um, 
I can hear you can like probably a, tell by the amount that I I can hear try some, to take a dump on uh, I can hear as a place. I can hear a lot of anger coming from Philadelphia. Well, right uh, no, because it, here's the thing, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, this Napoli now, okay, I, I'm in no way comparing the two, but stylistically, uh, this is the Roma of 2016, 2017. And what do we hear about that Roma? We hear the same thing. Oh my gosh, how did this mm. team not win a trophy? Mm -hmm. That's all mm. we hear. And I juxtapose to that, to this Napoli, still uh, have won nothing under Spalletti. Now again, it's only his second season. I understand that. I, I'm not I'm not using that as a cudgel against him. I'm using that as a cudgel against guys like Antonio Cassano, who are, are, are constantly kissing this Napoli's ass, Paletti's ass. And then just a few years ago, this, was, this guy was a serial loser who can't get Roma over the finish line. So is this the same guy or what? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I mean, the same guy who was made fun of, you know, after, after Conte took over and then everybody was like, oh, but you see the Inter that is really good is the Conte's Inter, not uh, Spalletti, but Spalletti was laying down the foundations for that. And with the material that he had at hand, he was, he was already doing a lot of great work, but the narrative wasn't on there. And now it's, it's a, uh, Napoli seem, seem to have almost emerged as underdogs. I don't know. And it's, it's fascinating to see. I think ultimately I I love just like last year. Remember we faced Napoli when uh, when they were completely unbeaten, where they were unstoppable. And yes, we didn't win, but uh, you could have argued that that game <laughs> that Roma played better and uh, and found a way to to get in the way of this Napoli side that was on a roll. And once they. They started to face their, you know, first obstacles and challenges. They sort of crumbled bit by bit, which sometimes tend to happen when, when, when these teams don't like Roma did in the, in the past when they don't know how to handle uh, a great run. You know, a great run is great, but it also takes you to a place mentally that if you're not focused enough, will just can hurt you ultimately because uh first obstacle first challenge first you know just something not going your way and uh ooh, you you start to the fall from grace uh, begins this i i like it i'm not saying i i don't i don't want to make predictions i'm not a prediction guy i also don't want to say that you know we get a result or whatever but i like I like this clash of almost cultures, you know, I like it. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams line up, uh, to see how how they read each other, because I think that in the end, ultimately, this will be also, this will be entertaining to see how these two teams read each other. Now, I may be completely wrong and maybe they wipe the floor with us, you know, which can, you know, probably happen uh, given how the, the the moment of the the offensive firepower that they have the and uh, Roma if they don't know how to if they don't find a way to to convert some of those chances then they're going to pay for it obviously but it's it's exciting and for players I think for Roma players it's an exciting challenge because you go from facing the worst team in the league to facing the absolute best team in the league if not one of the best teams in in Europe if not the best team in terms of form in Europe. So we are in a place where 
you want to be. You want to be. You are at the top. You're top four right now. You get you get a shot at playing at home, at home, against the best team in the league, at a team that probably are now uh, title favorites. And this is what you want. You want to prove you have a lot of criticism coming your way. You have a lot of doubt. There is a lot of tension for whatever reason, despite your results. And and you want to prove something. Again, you go from beating a terrible Sampdoria side in their own home, an away trip, tough away trip, uh, just what two and a half, three days after after uh, a Europa League match. This is it. This is the moment that where you you get a chance. You prepare. You you study the opponent, and I think just in terms of also as a neutral fan, I would I would be absolutely excited for this matchup because you have I think two teams that in their own right are very good. They do things differently. They they look at football differently. They handle things differently. They have a different start to the season. There is different energy to them, around them, and that's fascinating. And, um, you know, I think ultimately this is the position that a team like Roma wants to be right now. Mid-October, what, only a month away from the World Cup. You want this challenge. You want this moment. You're not far behind. It's all for the taking, really. It's all for the taking. It should be very encouraging. These are the moments where you should be encouraged. Where you look at, oh man, had we had those three points, those three points against Atalanta, which should have been ours, we could have been looking at something completely different, right? But that's the way it goes. And that should be further motivation uh, for Sunday night. For sure. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to add to that. Let's end it there. I'm very anxious. I'm anxious to see what happens. As as you said, this is such a, a different matchup you you couldn't have off the pitch on the pitch you know j- just polar opposites in terms of uh, footballing styles you know even the supporters just the managers there, there's so many storylines to it i'm i again there's no other team in the city i, I enjoy uh roma defeating more than napoli so i i'm i'm very anxious for this one so let's leave it there we will be back after the match hopefully roma uh give us a reason to be uh to be going wild uh, on here next week after the match uh, because I they can do it. They absolutely can do it. They are capable of it. Um, let's just see if they can keep that mindset of, uh, you know, knowing how to suffer. They they have proven themselves more than worthy so far this season, and especially under Jose Mourinho. Um, I'm very curious to see if they, uh, if they can answer the call. So we will chat with you next week. Until then, ciao. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.